1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for the final week of the top flight winter break. Is this the week the transfer business picks up with Nicholas Kunju in Glasgow today? Lawrence Shanklin's reportedly been offered a bumper new Hearts deal amid speculation about his future. And Adam Montgomery has joined Motherwell on loan until the end of the season. And it was a big weekend in the lower leagues with the likes of Dundee United and Queen's Park, the big Winners, I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna Oh let's please get some business done quickly Gordon Another night talking about Nicholas Kuhn, another night talking about Red Van Yelmaz Another night talking about Josh Doig, the only new transfer sensation tonight Motherwell in talks with a highly rated midfielder who scored in the Scottish Cup final Scored at Stamford Bridge, played on the continent This deal's so big He's unavailable for tonight's show. It's incredible. Uh, incre- not that we're not happy to have Kenny Miller. Absolutely. Here. Absolutely <laughs> delighted. I just wonder where it Andy might be better ha- signing me actually. I wonder Halliday. where Andy Halliday is. Can you imagine? I almost feel like if Andy Halliday was to move to Motherwell, as has been reported this evening, that he's had permission uh, to speak to the club. I just feel like this show's got something to do with it. I can't put my finger on it. You've got Gordon DL just around the corner. Too many connections. He's got he's got a spare room. In, in the flat Should Andy I'm, want to I'm, I'm Relocate sure Living in Daz's spare room Is conducive To um, a good career <laughs> Well listen There's a lot to get through tonight I think 01419511025 Roger Hanna And Kenny Miller Are here uh, So do get in touch Let's really Crank it up Maybe we I do believe in the power Of this show Maybe we can crank up The transfer business Maybe we can urge the clubs To get a bit busier Because it's really What we need You could hear the stress In Roger Hanna's voice And don't be fooled He's not worried about The next two hours Because he knows That'll be fine But he's got a newspaper To fill And he is panicking About the lack of business That's being done Would that be fair? Absolutely accurate. fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, there's a two-page spread on the back for of a Kenny Miller exclusive on his Beat the Pundit journey tomorrow, <laughs> unless something happens uh, the rest of the evening. So 01419511025, that's the number you need. Come on down, get in touch. Uh, maybe Why don't we make it more specific, give you something to get your teeth into. If this is the last week uh, before the top flight teams return to action in the Scottish Cup, if you could do one bit of business for your team this week, what position would it be in, right? So I'm sure many of you would want more, five, six, maybe ten players. Um, but just to give us a jumping off point, if you could do one bit of business for your team before the Scottish Cup games come around, what would that be? And realistically, and don't don't give me Killian and Bappy moving to Rugby Park or anything like that, as good as it would be. Give me one piece of business that is an absolute priority that you want done before the weekend. 0141 951 1025. Would your piece of business have been a left-footed midfielder? Um, Known beat, to this parish? Beat the pundit veteran? Yeah. Well, listen, he'd be good, he'd be good in the team quiz. Mm-hmm. Give him, that's that's a start, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and you need somebody. Callum Slattery, bad news about him today. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All parts of the league, as we said there, Celtic fans and Motherwell fans, you may be interested to know it is confirmed that Adam Montgomery is now a Motherwell player on loan. Was it Fleetwood? Came back up the road. And is off to Fur Park on loan there. So get in touch. Whatever it is you want tonight, maybe you're a fan of a championship team, a League One team, you want to get something off your chest 
from the weekend I usually give you the full result of the weekend goal of the weekend it's, it's more difficult in the, the winter break anything that jumps out you don't have to do the full list for me I think Callum Davidson's opening game Queen's Park it's a big result against the league, well, league leaders at the time uh, beating Wraith brilliant result good start Hard to argue. Anything else? Hard to argue. And a great goal from young Cameron Bruce. His first goal, 18 years of age, last month. Um, left wing back, onto his right foot, and nonchalantly curled it into the far corner. Much to the delight of his auntie Anne-Marie, who had had 15 quid on him at 28 to 1 for any time scorer. You can't say fairer than that. You know me. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, and it sounds like you've got a goal of the weekend as well. Any that caught your attention? Uh, yeah, uh, Rico Diak. Partick Thistle Wonderful goal Mark uh, Wilson was happy about that one Oh is he yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well he would be I never even knew he was actually in there Until I was speaking nah, to him last week at the five. He's trying to claim that that just proves There's some sort of pathway Into yeah. the first team or something like that And they're like doing that. well And he's had a hand in it As I always try mm. to say uh, He actually had officially Not even a single thing to do yeah. with it But I'm sure he'll try and and they beat a team of 11 year olds on Friday night <laughs> is that did. right? yeah 4-0 it was great um, Scotland did we have a, school did we have a howler? was there enough football on to have a howler? Well, even one between you? part of it was off wasn't it? the Fermland under saw heating something happened and there was a flooded a part of the pitch so the howler has gone to the, uh, the pipes uh, at East End well, Park I, well, the pipes and the groundsman's yeah, obviously yeah, the and I would like to think Stephen Mill could take a bit of blame in there as well sure. I would think given it's in Fermland and listen somebody else suggested to me I get, this would be the howler of the season I don't know we need to get independent corroboration, but somebody suggested producer John might have bet against Falkirk at the weekend. His own team. Ch chasing the Edinburgh City odds, only to be undone by a controversial stoppage time penalty. I was going to say, I thought you were going to mention that penalty award as your howler of the season, but I wouldn't want to upset the Falkirk fans. So uh, there we go. If you do want to look back on lower league action at the weekend, you can do. I'm thinking most of you are definitely getting further up the Hugh Keevans impatience scale. Because you know what he's like He'll come on here on the 4th of January The 6th of January And bemoan the fact that there have been no signings And I always have to come on, Calm down Hugh It's early on in the window We're halfway through the month You don't need me to tell you Surely this is a big week Surely You know what You would like to hope it is I mean Rangers obviously got business done real early By getting a player in effectively before the Or announcing a player was coming in Literally on the 1st of January And uh, Fabio Silva So but very, very quiet since. You know, Celtic getting linked at this moment in time with a winger. But it has been quiet. Listen, they're, they're too busy away enjoying their, their times in Spain and their, and their training camps. Uh, and hopefully it'll be this week. It may be uh, a 31st of January dash to get a few players in. I think it will be this week. You know what Hugh's like. His own admission, he's so impatient he doesn't buy green bananas. So he wants all the business done by the 2nd of January. I think now that teams have got football on the horizon this weekend in the Scottish Cup, we will see transfer business stepped up because they're starting to return aren't they yeah. I think Rangers were back in this afternoon yeah Copenhagen tomorrow um, right? I noticed Hibs are still in Dubai though yeah. um, so a few teams are still away doing their doing their bit we even I mean just as a an indicator of how quiet the weekend can be without the top flight football Kenny we had genuine post-match analysis and discussion about a Rangers friendly in La Manga oh. at the weekend that, we're, we were at that stage howler of the howler of the weekend Philippe Clement standing outside peering over the fence fantastic <laughs> you've missed it absolutely fantastic photographs how happy were you with your snapper oh I cannot begin to tell you it made my Saturday don't and mention who it was because I know some of them listen and I don't want them getting that type of credit <laughs> on you. but listen it, it's all a bit bizarre it was all overblown by uh, an impatient referee I would suggest who should really just have said come on now it's a midwinter friendly calm down 
Anyway, 01419511025. That's the number you need. You can get in touch. Transfers, weekend action, maybe something entirely different, something we've not mentioned. That's fine. It is up to you. Uh, of course, it's maybe a bit more of a blank slate with not so much football to look back on. Just think this time next week and the Monday after, you'll all be mourning about referees and VAR and it'll be usual Monday night fair. So until such times, we'll contend ourselves with transfer speculation. And with that in mind, uh, Nicholas Kuhn has been rumbling on for about a week or so now. He is meant to be in Glasgow currently or roundabout now or something like that. I'm not the type that tracks flights, but there we go. Um, so to give you a bit of an insight into what Celtic fans can expect please to say Dorian Schuster joins us on the line how's it going Dorian? Uh, everything's fine thanks for the invitation thank you for your time tell the Celtic fans listening what type of player they will be getting uh, they will get a kind of special player in the sense that he has fantastic driven skills that I would say are far too good for the Austrian Bundesliga however on the other hand, his shooting is, uh, I have to say honestly, sometimes a little bit terrible. Um, and he wastes many chances in the Austrian Bundesliga, and therefore I think it could be a major issue uh, when playing in the Champions League, for instance, with Celtic and things like that. But yeah. Um, I don't know if you already knew that, but in 2019, he was crowned as the biggest German uh, talent of his year. He's born in 2000, um, uh, so that you know what this actually means. Kai Harvard won in 2018. So, yeah, but he never managed to break through. He played um, before Rapid in the second league in Germany, and also his first season in Vienna was quite a mess. He was quite often very injured um, and yeah he never reached the highest level of his skills and his fitness uh, what what area of the pitch does he prefer to play Dorian which which side of he, he's a right winger he, sometimes he was used as an uh, attacking midfielder but it, the, this didn't really work out and so he is now only used as a right winger his left footed too, so yeah, it was so, quite well. So is that something Celtic fans can expect to see, sort of cutting in from the right onto that left foot? Yeah, absolutely. Cutting on in on the left foot, his right foot is also quite good, so no worries about that. And yeah. What you mentioned that that you know so highly rated as a youngster and some very big clubs on his CV. Why do you think he? perhaps hasn't quite hit those heights. He may well go on to do that in the future, but what, why do you think he's had to take a slight step backwards? I think I, I wouldn't see it as a step backwards because he never managed to even reach the first team at like Ajax or Bayern Munich. So he was loaned to Erzgebirge Aue, uh, second uh, tier side in Germany, and afterwards he tried Rapid Wien, which is, quite a big gap in Austria, so I wouldn't see it as a step backwards. But it's just not enough. It, it hasn't been enough with his shooting skills in combination with his uh, with being injury prone, I'd say. So, therefore, I think that Rapid Wien has been the right step. Now we'll see if Celtic is. I honestly don't know if it will work out in the Scottish League. He is a fast player. 
But as I mentioned, he's quite injury-prone. I don't know if he will have fun in Scottish defenders. Dorian, are people in Austria surprised that a club as big as Celtic has come in to try and sign Nicholas? Uh, yeah, kind of. Because uh, he hasn't gotten his breakthrough um, at Spapit. He has been good this season. His last season wasn't that good. And now, all of a sudden, they want to sell him for uh, 3.5 million euros. We at Transfer Market value him at 1.5 million. So there is a slight difference. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That was Dorian Schuster, Austrian football expert at Transfer Market, giving you a bit of a inside track okay. on what Celtic can expect. Austrian football, that, that, that's not Nicholas's agent, no. No, no, no I, I got that impression. Get that impression. Yeah. <laughs> it was far from a glowing report. Listen, um, <laughs> these things sometimes happen, and sometimes it's on the money. I was something. just waiting on you saying, so is, is he used to just like, like cutting in off that right onto his left foot and then smashing it just over the bar? Into the top <laughs> corner. I think the Celtic fans will be hoping. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in Kevin. Um, Kevin, is this the week? Is it going to get busier on the old transfer front? What are you expecting? Uh, how are you doing, boys? Um, Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. I am expecting Celtic to make. Uh, and no, just a striker. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that there's not been uh, any real traction in signing a striker. Um, you've probably seen me mentioning Lauren Shanklin, but I'm just surprised that they've not put a bid in for him um, because he knows the league. He's a good player. He's been prolific this season. And let's be honest, Lauren Shanklin has built his career up. At every every club he's been at. I can't really actually remember. If you just want to think back, when was the last time Lawrence Shanklin had a bad season? I can't really remember. He's obviously had a good season, which has resulted in him getting a move the next, the following year, or following 18 months later. He's always did well, so I'm surprised we've no one in for him. But there's been some good reports this morning uh, about Sydney Van Hooydonk and Fiskard, and there's contrast reports on him, because I was really excited about him. Um, but I read the report this morning and there's a a Scandinavian outlet saying that Bronbeer now got to refuse to sell him to anybody before the, 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 until the, the break or something like that um, and the, him and the club are a, a wee bit of these they've had a wee bit of a falling out so I don't know if that's true or no uh, but I'm sorry, I would really like to see him in I'm excited if we've got Kuhn um, although your man there didn't exactly give my clone before, <laughs> it didn't uh, sound so like thanks, it. Thanks, so thanks, thanks for that, boys. See, there's <laughs> a bit of a myth about this because you know the way Twitter works, right? I, I hadn't, I've never spoken to an Austrian football expert prior to coming on, so it's, it's a bit of a mystery for me as well. I'm as excited as anybody else to hear what the, you know, what what the report is, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but there we go. Um, you're right. It wasn't. Ex- it wasn't. It wasn't full of praise. But it, it took, sounded like there was something there. Back, Gordon. Remember the night Celtic signed Patrick Klamala? Exactly. And we had a Polish journalist on who absolutely slaughtered him. And, and we what, thought, oh, that, And uh, look what happened. And look what happened. Celtic fans will obviously be hoping this one turns out a bit better. Um, what do you make of... Sort of combine the points, if you like, Roger. Kevin's thinking, right, good. Glad Nicholas Kuhn's coming in. But really want a striker. And, and wants that to be an area of priority. I wonder if... Brendan Rodgers, you know, Kyogo is Celtic's number one striker by a street. Um, o is normally there. He's away with South Korea at Asian Cup just now. I, I wonder if, you know, if anything was to happen to Kyogo maybe way of a, you know, an absence injury or suspension, what have you. I wonder whether Dyson Maida is sort of earmarked to play through the middle because Celtic at the minute look more interested in signing wide men than they do strikers. 
So you know you you wonder Maida started pre-season under Brendan Rodgers through the middle and Brendan Rodgers spoke glowingly of him I just wonder if that would be the Celtic plan try and get a winger in and maybe use Maida through the middle if anything were to happen to Kyogo Um, Nicholas Kuhn Kenny will give the guy (laughs) both of them the contributor on the line and the player himself bit of time to see who you know see what, what, what transpires I think at this stage I am always more interested stylistically because how are you going to fit in? With the best will in the world, nobody really knows whether a signing goes on to be good, bad or indifferent. But when you, you can know stylistically and how he might fit in. Is that something Brendan Rodgers clearly likes? We've seen it in his time at Celtic, a winger you know, playing on the other side, if you like, and, and coming in on his left foot on this occasion. I will listen. I think if even you look back, Sinclair player off the left... Forrest normally again in his in his first spell was always off that right again. Patrick that Roberts, mean, I suppose. Patrick Roberts has obviously been there, but I mean, I, I just look. I mean, I think any time I've been on the show, the Celtic fans have been asking for at least a backup to Kyogo again. Mm-hmm. Going on what Kevin's saying about Lauren Shanklin again, it's not taking long for his name to get mentioned again. I just don't know if Lauren Shanklin's coming to be a backup player uh, to Kyogo, so that's why I always think he would maybe be better suited to go on the other side of the city. Because he would he would play for Rangers, there's no doubt about that. But with the Celtic signing another winger, I'm 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 thinking like who is going to play there? You know, you've got Maeda, you've got Palmer, you've got Abada coming back. You throw Forrest and Mikey Johnson and these guys into mm. the equation. You know, there's there's a lot of players in these areas. You know, whereas maybe Kevin right, maybe striker mm. might be a more pressing player. And going on Maeda, I just don't know if Maeda can be the mm. be the striker. Kevin Kenny's obviously right. There are a lot of wingers, but I take it the aim for. Nicholas Kuhn is just to get in that bracket above Yang, Tilio, Forrest and Johnson. Is is that is that where you see him, you know, uh, we don't need to know right now whether he's going to be the best winger Celtic have got, but I'm assuming the aim for him is to be above those ones and then be battling it out with, you know, with Palma and Maeda and, and Abada and so on. I would imagine so. Tilio, uh, just, there's just no word out for that boy. That boy's been injured all the time and maybe Rogers just doesn't fancy him. He just comes across as another Daniel Arzani, to be honest with you. Um, Yang, I think there's still hope for Yang. But as, as you boys will know, but as, and Kenny will know, because Kenny watches obviously a lot of football, he's, he's all day, but Yang is just far too hot and cold. And he, he plays good, but he plays good in patches. At Celtic Rangers, you can't play good in patches. You need to play good for you know a, a consistent period of time. So that boy's obviously been brought in... Um, to challenge Palma and Maida in my opinion I was actually wanting to I said to your producer I was wanting I was actually wanting Kenny's opinion on this um, I don't know all you but especially Kenny is that there's a name that's never came up and I, I watch a lot of football right but I would really have liked us to make a wee move for the boy Armstrong at Kilmarnock because I think he's so consistent he's got bags of pace bags of confidence and I think that a team like Celtic, I think that boy could do really, really well. Um, and I was just wondering what, what Kenny thinks of that. Is Celtic too big a jump for him? Or what, what does he think? No, listen, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I mean, he's, he's definitely wouldn't have been on uh, in, in my thinking that, that Celtic would have been interested. He's having a great season. You know, he's a really important player for Kilmarnock Coup. He's playing within a really good team at this moment. Celtic, it's a big jump. You know, again, even going back to this, this sign of the current, like, for me, I think both sides of the old firm this year, they need to sign players. I mean, project, the word project's been used a lot in terms of the Celtic recruitment. This player maybe seems that type of a sign. If you're talking, he's just going to come in and wants to be better than the likes of Mikey Johnson or James Forrest. I was kind of meaning you know, that as a minimum I, I, requirement. I, I, absolutely, but I think, and, and I know you did, but 
I think Rangers and Celtic need guys that are going to impact their first team mm -hmm. straight away. And there's no guarantee that can happen. I get it. Would like signings like your Armstrongs, your your, your Shanklins, guys that are actually doing it in the league, are they lesser a risk? I, I think they are. But we've talked about it every night I've been on the show for the last the last month or so that our teams, Rangers and Celtic, they seem to overlook players that are actually performing within our league at this moment. But you're right, Kevin, he's had a brilliant season and there's no doubt he's, he's, he's performing really consistently, probably more consistent than the Celtic wingers at this moment in time. Good man, Kevin. Thank you for kicking us off. 01419511025. What do you make of this imminent signing of Nicholas Kuhn or any other piece of transfer business you want to discuss? It is a great time to get in touch and we'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are in the building and you can get in touch on that usual number 0141-951-1025. That is exactly what Callum in Edinburgh has dialed. How's it going, Callum? Uh, not too bad, Gordon, yourself? Not bad, not bad. What have you got for the guys tonight? Uh, so basically what happened was I was down at Glasgow Airport and then train spotting and I think I saw Nicholas Kuhn coming through the security. So I think he's heading on to Celtic Park. So I'm on my way to see if um, he's there. Um, as I say, he has blonde hair, but I'm not sure. But there was the media there as well and there was uh, someone driving his agent and him to Celtic Park. So... I'll tell you that, know, That's what this show Was made for Eyewitness yeah. accounts Guys <laughs> hanging around The airport Who can, can give us The exclusive right. I don't think he's got Blonde hair That's the only thing That's worrying me Roger yeah. Unless unless the pictures I've seen Are uh, are out of date And he's had a, a yeah. Bleached number Before he comes Can you confirm As a man who's Big into his hairstyles Well I, <laughs> um, I think he'll be arriving You know Today Tonight um, I would anticipate Celtic announcing The deal tomorrow Although hopefully they won't have been listening to the show in the last ten minutes, and I might have second thoughts. Um, it, it, listen, it'll, it'll be coming in. It'll be Celtic's first signing of the window. I'd imagine it won't be Celtic's last signing of the window. Um, the only thing I could say to you, Callum, the only doubt I have in my mind is: Has Halliday dyed his hair? Is he on his way to Fur Park? Could that, that be a private jet yeah. landing in the Strathclyde yeah, Park? Because that's the bigger deal. Yeah, that's the one people listen, are talking about. We're going we're to push aside the full second hour of the show to talk about that one. Callum, are you a Celtic fan when you're not? Plane spotting uh, yeah, you into fine, yeah. Celtic yet? Yeah. What are you? Um, yeah. What are you hoping for transfer wise? Then is this is this one that does excite you? Um, and what else would you look for? Uh, I'm not actually too sure. As I say, I've not really heard much about him. Uh, just obviously in the past coming days and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so I he might be all right, but whether we don't know if he's injury prone or you know that's the thing because um, some of these guys who come abroad or things like that um, we don't really know much about them and obviously we've had people in the past this game and then nobody nobody able to start and things like that and hit so, the ground running I wonder if we did how far we can push it with Callum like did he look fast did he look, did he look agile do you know what I mean through the way he was carrying well, his luggage was he shooting wildly across well, the car park somebody well, must have been carrying his luggage for him uh, there was Surely there with his luggage and I'm sure he was with there with his girlfriend. She had blonde hair as well, so maybe oh she God, had maybe she had uh, used too much dye and gave him some. This is this is just bizarre. <laughs> We're gonna find out that it's not him at all, aren't we? 
But he's going to he's going to rock up with jet black hair tomorrow. Callum's about to follow somebody across the country. Well, you, listen, you never it's know. Just a guy that's I, just in for. I, I remember a guy who who come here here years and years and years with black hair, and he came in one day and it was white. So you know, it's true. It, it can change. That's what happens. No, but either that or there's a couple of things happening here. Callum might have just discovered a new signing that we had no idea about. Or it's just somebody <laughs> getting back their holidays. Ah, but there was press waiting, he said. Or there yeah, can't have been many, but they said there was photographers waiting. Have, has the Scottish Sun dispatched a snapper to the airport? Maybe. Another ah, see. Can neither confirm or deny. There was a guy who uh, works under like Brendan Rogers and stuff because he checks with the welfare people. So he's like the liaison. Li- Player liaison Oh now we're talking If the player liaison officer Was there Roger Hanna yep. That must be him That must be somebody I would have thought so Yeah I mean listen, yeah. It's no surprise The story's in the paper this morning He was flying in today to Callum did somebody have a final. big sign With his name on it No 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 There wasn't right. any sign Because that would be That's you Once you see that yeah. You know it's Aye. Secure the, the ones that I spoke to Were the liaison officer And the driver Going to Parkhead so as I say, it's, I'm it's at Parkhead now. Um, Callum, I hope for your well, sake the medical's not at Lennox Town. Because <laughs> right, I've done that before, once or twice. Well, had, you think a press conference is at Lennox Town and you go to Celtic oh, Park. A, a well-known private hospital yeah. in the south side of Glasgow. That is true as well. Um, well, Callum, I wish you well. Keep, make, keep us up to date on your endeavours. Let us know how it goes. Yes, I will do. If it is Nicholas, stick him on the phone because he's got a few questions to answer from Dorian Schuster. (laughs) Dorian Schuster was not. We need to shave his blonde hair off to start with. Indeed, Dorian (laughs) Schuster was was not a huge fan. Roger Hanna. Um, But listen, I don't know. Maybe Dorian's just by nature a bit more of a reserved. Doesn't you know? Doesn't want to throw out big praise and big predictions until it happens. That's fine. He's maybe ten euros and. Nicholas Kinn for first goal at the weekend and he's blasting a shot over the bar they just <laughs> not got over it yet and just holds it against him yeah, yeah clearly Kenny I, I'm putting two and seven together here he's, he's, it's happening it's, it's got to be on surely we're expecting an announcement in the coming hours well if player liaison's there there's drivers who are confirmed they're going to Celtic Park then there's a good chance it's going to be a signing listen like you say it might be another signing with blonde hair this time might be a striker Announcement with tomorrow hair. But, uh, Erling yeah, Haaland You would expect that'll be There's been too much noise uh, Surrounding it to, 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 For it not to be announced Imminently Google's blonde haired strikers First one that comes up Erling Haaland Yeah they'll not get him I don't think will they I wouldn't have thought He's I, injured I can't see Nobody's him Nobody's saying an injured striker um, Amid the long list of factors That it can't be him um, I just can't see him Coming through the regular Departure hall no. Uh, arrival hall, sorry, at Glasgow Airport. You know, just bustling his way past W. H. Smith. Yeah, I feel like he would maybe have his own private arrangement. I would have thought so. Right, it's probably as Nicholas could then on, on reflection. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Anything else that you want to share with us on Twitter? You can do that as well at Clyde SSB. As we said, in terms of confirmed news, Adam Montgomery. Um, I'd like to play that clip back from the weekend where Hugh Keevan said, I mean, the Celtic have recalled Adam Montgomery. And I said, well, we never know, Hugh, maybe. It's just because they're moving him out on loan somewhere else. And this is where I, I've got a decision to make. Do I pretend that I was in the know or was I just saying that anyway? And I've managed to land lucky. I'll leave that up to you to decide. But Colin's a Rangers fan on the line. How's it going, Colin? Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Colin. Thanks very much for taking my call. Our pleasure, Colin. From a Rangers perspective then, what are you, what are you thinking transfer-wise? Bit of a curveball for you, gentlemen. Um, I'm looking at the Ryan Jack situation. He's not getting any younger. His injuries aren't getting any better. 
uh, out of contract in the summer. To that extent, I'd like to see us go back to Aberdeen and poach young Connor Barron now as the next uh, one for that kind of position moving forward. I think he'll do well under Clement. I love these suggestions because why not? Um, what do you think of that? A contract as well coming soon, is that correct, Jeremy? I think he is, Roger. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Issue, it's, it's a strange situation with Conor Barn. I really like the lad. And in the first half of the season, he didn't get nearly as much football under Barry Robson as I thought that he might. You know, Barry went with... Cup think, final. Didn't play a minute yeah, in that cup yeah, final. You know, that was amazing. He preferred Shinny McGrath, Clarkson, sometimes Don Tablevara comes into the team. But Barron was actually recalled just directly before the winter break there when they won at Ross County and was outstanding. And I know a lot of Aberdeen fans were frustrated in the first half of the season at his lack of minutes they rate the boy highly and with his contract as, as Colin says coming up to expiry you know it, it might not be Rangers but it wouldn't surprise you if somebody had a tickle at him what do you think of him as a player Kenny? I like I like what I've seen him but like to move to Rangers when you don't get a game for Aberdeen mm. I, I just is he going to improve Rangers at this moment what happened Scott Wright? Well, listen. Well, again, well, you never improve Rangers either, you know. So, like, I think, again, think go his, back to it. I think, as what Roger was saying, though, someone like him specifically, I wonder if it's as simple as doesn't get a game for Aberdeen in the sense, you know, should he? Perhaps is there a fact that you know sometimes when the contract's running down, I've seen that mentioned. You know, he's he's that never a been a regular, though, is he? Like, in that Aberdeen midfield, a constant no. big performer, sure. you know. So for 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 Rangers to like to get a move for Aberdeen to Rangers, you need to be Aberdeen's best player. Like that's it, mm. you know. And let's be honest, he's not Aberdeen's best player. You know, you've got guys at Miofsky, you've got again Duke. Can he get a game either? You know, regularly. So, I just think, uh, I think he's done for what I've seen of him. I think he's a really good player. He's, he's a he's a good youngster, good Scottish youngster. But to move to Rangers and, and improve Rangers at this moment in time, say that this top of the show. Rangers need guys that are going to go into that starting lineup and prove that. No guys that are going to come and potentially go in and again players that maybe can't get a game for a, a, a lesser Scottish really team. interested about quotes last week though Kenny for your old pal Alan Hutton talking about the Rangers of his era and the Celtic of the same era buying Scottish players you know Rangers signed Kevin Thompson Stephen A. Smith Chris Boyd yourself guys like Celtic went and got Barry Robson yeah. Conor Barton's current manager they went and got Scott Brown yep. They went and signed players like that. And with the two calls tonight, there's Colin talking about Conor Barron. I think it was Kevin at the top of the show talking about Celtic and Lawrence Shankland. Callum in between, I think, was talking about Danny Armstrong yep. and, and Celtic. You know, is there now a clamour for Celtic and Angels? Should they be looking at Scottish-based players? I don't want Gordon get all annoyed when I mention Lennon Miller, but Lennon mm. Miller's impressed this season. David Watson at Kilmarnock's impressed this season. There might be a bunch of Scottish players there Celtic and Rangers could look at because the last bunch Josh Doig Aaron Hickey Lewis Ferguson all slipped through their fingers yeah, yeah they've missed the ball again but we've talked about it so many times I even, I even acknowledged that point at the top of the show that Celtic and Rangers they, they rarely look at what's right under their nose at the time and it's been a, like you've just reeled off 10-12 players there Roger that have been really really good players for, the, for, like, for either side of the old firm like I said, I'll go back to it. If you're going to sign for, for Rangers or Celtic from another club in Scotland, you have to be the best player in that team. You have to be. And again, or unless timing and things fit, that there's a position that they need and there's a good player there. But you know, you've mm. missed it. Your Lewis Ferguson's, your Hickey's. There's a generation there that have been missed. You know, where you, you go back to Alan Hutton's time, my time, 
there was a conveyor belt. Like Dundee United players, look at the Mackay Stevens, the Armstrongs, yeah. the guys that have, yeah. have went on and, and, and played really, really well in Glasgow. So I think there's... Uh, it's like you're trying to find a more glamorous sign-on. I mean, RW says, got to disagree with Kenny on this one. Glenn Kamara joined Rangers from Dundee and made a huge difference. Barron would be a great signing. I reckon you're going to say... He played every single he week. Was, he was Dundee's best every, player. Every single week and he was Dundee's best player. Okay. You know, and he, and he was 50 grand as well, which was an absolute steal. Again, I'm not saying that Conor Barron is not a good player, but if you can't get a game in Aberdeen's team, if you're not the first name on that Aberdeen team sheet, how can you then move to Rangers Celtic? Defend your suggestion, RW. Colin. Oh, he's a hard man to please, Muller, isn't he? <laughs> That's what he's here for. <laughs> uh, I just I just think, Kenny, for what's involved on this one, Kenny, the Glenn Kamara is a good, good kind of comparison. I think for for what you'd probably say less than 100 grand, maybe 100 grand, I think it's worth the punt, Kenny. He might not come in automatically, but I'm looking forward, no, just like for the quick fix now, I think he could be potentially six months in the building. Great pre-season. There's your new Ryan Jack ready to start. Well, we will see. We will see, Colin. As exciting as that is, I've got a proper update for you. Numerous people have been getting in touch. I've had members of the photographer club, whatever that may be. I've had cameramen getting in touch. I've had various people on Twitter, like Connor and Jamie and others. The plane spotter that we had on, his name escapes me Callum yeah. Callum the plane spotter He was right and he was wrong At the same time So Nicholas Kuhn Has arrived at Glasgow airport mm-hmm. And this blonde haired man That Callum speaks of Was his agent ah. So the player himself Was whisked away And everybody started Chasing the agent Thinking it might have been Some sort of new signing But it wasn't He's mm-hmm. just The poor guy Going about his business He's the decoy If you like And there are pictures People are tweeting them into me Thank you very much uh, <laughs> I like the way that it's been put from Connor. He says, can't believe it, but the boy wasn't talking out his... Because <clears throat> I was a wee bit sceptical, I have to, have to say. But no, you're not the same. No, our callers are our eyes and ears out there. I know, but it was just the way that he just came and said, look, I was just down at the airport doing a bit of plane spotting and I happened to see Celtic's <laughs> new sign and I thought, mm. but he did go on to back it up. Um, but apparently... Fabian Dingler is the, the agent. You're now just making names <laughs> I'm not, up. I'm genuinely not. Um, Dingler. Uh, how are you <laughs> spelling this? I don't know. Listen, let's, let's move on. But our plane spotter, he's giving you the information you need, right? That's why you listen here. We're at the cutting edge of this stuff. Celtic's well, new sign. He's in Glasgow. For nothing. Um, and there we go. Brilliant pictures making their way to me as well. So we'll take more of your calls next. Right, it's a rollover and make me a winner Last time out the call went to five rings unanswered But we could make you the winner of £65,000 tomorrow When we make another call But you need to be in the draw Text yes to 61025 Text for £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com An online entry costs £2 Or call 0330-880-4523 And those calls are charged at a standard rate It's over 18s only Entries since Peter won on Friday have rolled over And all the rules for this network competition are online If you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow Answer within five rings Say make me a winner Straight away Make me a winner Not I'm just a way to do some plane spotting Just make me a winner And that 65 grand would be yours Text yes to 61025 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here It's 01419511025 You should see the panic in Roger Hanna's face Realising that his newspaper is going to have pictures of Nicholas Kuhn's agent on the back page tomorrow And not the player himself, honestly Scottish football keeps you in your toes, doesn't it? I'll tell you something, the photographer better not put in expenses if he's taking pictures <laughs> of the wrong man Listen, sometimes you can. the guy was whisked off airside for his own privacy, by all accounts Nonsense. He's not happy, is he? He's not happy at all. Anyway, 0141-951-1025. That's the number uh, you need. I thought we were... I think we're about to speak to Ross. We'll see if we can get back uh, in touch with him. Um, but this is... Uh, this. I feel like it's properly transfer window when we're getting people calling up from the airport with eyewitness accounts. That's when you know... Um, it was always taxi drivers, was it not, Roger Hanna? Back in the day. Oh, yes, back in the day, yeah. a staple of this show. Yeah, taxi driver much would so. call in. yeah. It was a taxi driver that would take the player from the airport to the club quite often. So like private cars and so on now? Yeah. It's still moved on. Player liaison officers and no. things. You know, it's in the modern world. Anyway. I blame Kenny Miller all those transfers here. You must have been whisked off airside. Never. No? I think never, never. Did you only moved once in January, was it? Yep. Turkey? Turkey, yep. I mean, that was carnage when I arrived at the airport that time. That was like, it was like Ronaldo was arriving, actually. I was like, by the way, what's going on here? <laughs> I, I, was, I thought when it was going to get kidnapped or something. Just I, actually, I, that's what it was. It I was remember it because carnage. The, the phone in at Radio Bursa phoned me. I was the Scottish transfer expert. <laughs> and they said, what about this Kenny Miller? <laughs> he's shooting I, rubbish. I said, he's injury prone. He's shooting rubbish. I'd only yeah. pay one and a half for him. Yeah, yeah no, they've got a bargain. They've got a bargain. There we go. Anyway, if you want to call in with your transfer... Wish list you can I'm still getting numerous pictures of Nicholas Kuhn's agent uh, Tweeted who There we are he's, Yep there he is in all his glory Just in case you're wondering yep. There he is Blonde hair and all um, With Christian Nerlinger See I was there I was actually at the airport The day Christian Nerlinger came in oh, to sign for Rangers Look at that And he was There wasn't a player liaison officer in those days John Gregg came and collected him yep. Back in the day Greatest ever Ranger at the airport and now look at you You send your minions To go and get the pictures At the airport And you're in here with Radio royalty like us Indeed Absolutely correct <sighs> Almost said it With a straight face right, I keep... always remember that day Kenny Because he was delayed By about half an hour And I bought John Gregg A coffee when we were Waiting for him And John Gregg Finished his coffee And said to me I thoroughly enjoyed That three course meal I said What do you mean John? He says Because I know By the time you put Your expenses in My coffee will have Turned into a three course meal <laughs> How does the uh, Scottish Sun expense desk deal with the parking charges at the airport these oh, days? Not, no. not, not to go off on a tangent when we should be talking about transfers. But it's Do, don't start me. I had to I had to drop my son off at Glasgow Airport yesterday. I was in the place about thirty seconds fiver. to get charged a fiver. It's, it's unbelievable, Fair. isn't it? But anyway, uh, how did? Let's get back to football if we can. I think we're going to speak to Jerry uh, on the line. Ross was Ross was calling from Lanzarote. That might explain why we can't quite get the connection. He's clearly got other things. Uh, to do, but hopefully we can get Jerry on in just a second and give us his transfer wish list or thoughts. Indeed, we can. Jerry, how are you? All right, Jerry. Yes. Hello. Sorry. Hello. What are you thinking? Celtic's transfer business. That was all. I was just so quick. I just only phoned up about yeah. fifteen seconds. That's, that's the beauty. Of it. Um, Timing's everything. Right. I know. I was listening to what you were saying about Felicun. Now, I never prejudge any players because most of the players that. That a lot of clubs sign, especially in Scotland, we've never heard of before. You know, going back to Van Dyke and Hooper and um, only Turnbull, uh, you know, 
And so mm-hmm. it's the only one that we've actually signed of any. So never prejudge a player. But what I was saying was uh, that um, if he does come, I've counted eight wingers then. He would be the eighth winger at Celtic. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll just sit up a wee bit. And um, and that doesn't even include Hank Zabanovich, who's still a, a Celtic player. And um, he's not really getting a nod too often down in Stoke. Now that means then that somebody like Rudy Vata, who looked good on three or four occasions under Big Postal last season, um, he must be thinking, absolutely no chance of me staying here. Now, Celtic don't bring through as many players as people think. You can back to McGeady, McGregor, Forrest, Tierney. Welsh hasn't really established himself. So nobody is really given a proper chance. Mikey Johnson, you know, what's, what's the story with him just now? Now, he looks like he's he's possibly going to be a victim if this guy Kuhn comes. So, Vata, why would we give him a chance before buying players that um, we know very little about or have got no real pedigree? So that's really sad for somebody who looked, as I say, fairly decent in the uh, few occasions that he played under Postacoglu. Yeah. Uh, Rocco Vata, the latest, it appears Roger is Serie B-side Como, yeah. which is not a bad part of the world to go and live, I suppose, and, yeah, and, play, and play your football. Um, but yeah, I mean, when Kenny's writing down the eight wingers, Jerry's added on Haxabanovic, I mean, Rocco Vata doesn't even enter that, that number. No, and listen, Jerry. The first thing I would say is you're quite right not to prejudge players. That's Hugh Keevens' job. Exactly. Um, but I, listen, I know what you mean, and it, it's it's a delicate balancing act for Brendan Rodgers at a time when there is a, a league title race on. Celtic are eight clear, Rangers have two games in hand, um, so there is a title race for the first time in a few years. Brendan Rodgers has to decide at a time like this: can he try Rocco Vata in the team, or? Is he better? Does he believe signing a player like Nicholas Kuhn is going to help Celtic over the finishing line to win the title again? Um, one thing we say, you know, we often say it in the show, you know, we don't see much of Rocco Vata, but Brendan Rodgers sees him every day at Lennoxtown. And if Brendan Rodgers felt he was ready to go into the first team, he would be in the first team. So I think, you know, there has to be a... Fans always need to put a bit of trust in their manager and believe that the manager gets it right. And if the manager doesn't get it right, then that's a different kettle of fish. You know, people can, can pile on and criticise him then. But, you know, Rocco Vat has been there a period of time now. He didn't get much action under Ange either. Um, so clearly Brendan Rodgers feels Celtic are better to move on. And moving on means Nicholas Kuhn coming into the building. Would you expect any of those wingers to be allowed to leave this window? Kenny, we've seen like Quan go to St Mirren. Adam Montgomery going to Motherwell, but again, these guys were even further out the picture than than some of those wingers that we've mentioned. Not Rocco Vata, admittedly. Um, but can you see any movement in that area? If anybody, I think uh, potentially Mikey Johnson. Uh, he's kind of been in the periphery. He's, he's came on, he's started a few games. You know what, I think he's actually done okay, but it does look like he's someone, if you look at them, it's not going to be a Barra, it's not going to be Maeda, it's not going to be Palmer. Uh, it's not going to be James Forrest now at, at the stage of his career. So, if and, and now you've got Curran, so there's there's five or six that have names. So if anywhere, maybe Mikey Johnson. Obviously, he's came back in. He's now part of the of the squad. He's he's already been on loan, had a decent enough loan spell last year. So maybe he would be the one 
again, but you probably need more than one like, to go when you're sitting with seven or eight wingers. But if I if I was to pick one, maybe Mikey Johnson, I think he, he would maybe have something on in the in this transfer window. What do you think, Jerry? Right. Um well, I think I think it's it's almost certain that's going to happen because um, he's been given a chance and he, he only seems this is um, Johnson I'm talking about. He only mm. seems to to have any real effect from the bench now. Another guy that we've, I counted the eight, and I'm including Mark Tillio, who's I put him in my teaser there. I think on Wednesday with you, and um, he's got seven caps for Australia. He's over there just now. Um, he must see that situation as well, seeing that a left-footed right winger. We were, were told that was uh, Yang's sort of situation with Salah or Mares, but uh, Yang has played actually slightly more on the left. Um, there's five of them of, of real, of really no chance of, of continuing in any any sort of gate appearance figures for the rest of the season. Um, so we're talking nine, and so probably four or five of them will will have to be moved on. I think it's. Uh, and there's really no, nothing else halfway through January. There's really no other name being mentioned, is there? I think you're right. I think it's quiet. Roger Hanna's newspaper's worried, let me tell you. But for us, we've got plenty of entertainment about to come in the form of this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It's a new week, which means a new clean slate on Beat the Pundit. Roger Hanna still claims he's on minus one. We are still in discussions to see if that changes. But if you want to take them on and try and take them down, it's 0141 951 1025. The lines do close at seven o'clock. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here. It's 01419511025. And we are here until 8 o'clock to take your calls. It's really an open forum for you to just get any transfer window stuff off your chest. Whether it's your wish list, that one priority position you want before uh, the top flight teams return in the cup this week. Maybe a more general overview. You can throw specific names at us. Whatever you want. 01419511025. Let's play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time, and I suppose, Roger Hanna, this will be your first venture into quizzing since you were roped in to the last week to the big winter break quiz between Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Kenny Remarkable. Miller, we had a Who Wants to Be a Winner on Air? See what we did there uh, round uh, where I did my best, Chris Tarrant. And Roger was the phone a friend. What was it? Oh, game on there. He got Mark Wilson's question wrong, but got Gordon <laughs> DL's right. It was was that on purpose? The, is there a conspiracy the, there? I think so. They the, the the, there was different levels of question. They were quite difficult. It has yeah. to be said. I thought Daz's was okay. I thought Mark's was really tough. Well, did you hear the latest on Saturday? We actually had to launch a yes. stewards inquiry. It turns out we think they actually drew on the night yes. rather than Mark winning Kill by Patrick. one. Kirkpatrick. So. We're going to settle it this Thursday, I think. But anyway, let's play Beat the Pundit first. John's in Livingston. How's it going, John? I'm good. How are you? Not bad, John. What, what's what got a bigger chance of happening? You winning at Beat the Pundit or Celtic doing multiple pieces of transfer business before the end of this window? No, I mean winning. There's no chance the other one. <laughs> well, listen, you said it. I don't know your Beat the Pundit ability, but we are about to find out heads. It's Kenny, Tails, it's Roger Hanna, and it is... 
heads he's pretty good as well but I think it's still worth avoiding Roger Hanna what we'll do here is give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to uh, and that way he can't hear us uh, you've got 30 seconds John just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer okay okay right you're 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now who's currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership Livingston Tony Doherty was assistant at what club before joining Dundee uh, St Johnston Who were the only championship team to win on Saturday in Scotland? Uh, pass Name any English international playing in the Scottish Premiership uh, Who's the only Norwegian currently at Celtic? Uh, Odin Home What club did Lee Bullen play for in England? Uh, pass How many League Cups did Gordon DL win as a player? Three Okay, let's bring back Kenny Can you hear us? Got yep. us now Good Same set of questions 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who is currently bottom Of the Scottish Premiership? Oh, Lovison Tony Doherty Was assistant at what club Before joining Dundee? Come on it. Who were the only Championship team To win on Saturday In Scotland? Queen's Park Name any English international Who plays in the Scottish Premiership? Jack Butland Who is the only Norwegian Currently at Celtic? Tiago Home. What club did Lee Bullen play for in England? Sheffield Wednesday. How many League Cups did Gordon DL win as a player? One. Who do Rangers face in a friendly at Ibrox tomorrow? What do you think, John? Uh, I think he might have done me. I think he's grown into it on this show. You used to have a small chance of beating him when he first joined our madness, but he just gets more confident every week. Anyway, uh, bottom of the Premiership, John is a Celtic fan, but he's from Livingston, so he was bound to get that. And former Livingston manager, of course. Yeah. You may have forgotten about the short stint. Uh, Kenny Miller won all. Tony Dock was at Kilmarnock with his old pal Derek McInnes. John, I'm afraid Kenny goes 2 1 in front. Uh, the only Championship team to win on Saturday. Because Dundee United played on Friday Really really testing your knowledge there uh, It is Queen's Park So 3-1 to Kenny You both knew Joe Hart and Jack Butland Are the ones with England caps In Scotland You both knew Odin Thiago Home Was the only Norwegian So John was actually not bad But he just met a very confident performer In Kenny Miller Lee Bullen Played for Sheffield Wednesday The context being Roger Hanna He's lost his job As Air United manager You're the resident Air United correspondent mm-hmm. On the show you, Is that the right decision The wrong he decision did, Listen he did terrifically well Last season Second in the championship Scottish Cup quarter final Fueled by 24 goals From Dipowak and Yemi It's not quite been the same This season There are always Contributory factors Selection issues at the back Injuries in midfield Not really Finding a like for like Replacement for Akin Yemi but in the relegation playoff places, the next three games are huge. Kelty in the Cup and then the two teams closest to here, Queen's Park and Abroad. So no. you can see why the, the board made the decision. I know you've got huge influence in that part of the country. So I'm just wondering, when you get Kenny Miller the job, can you make sure that he still stays here as part of Can you get it written into the contract? Absolutely. Good. Right. Anyway, we move on. Uh, how many League Cups did Gordon DL win as a player? One with Wraith, obviously, and one with Rangers, it's two. And it was the only question you got wrong. Yeah. Your Gordon DL knowledge has undone you. Uh, Rangers face Copenhagen in a friendly tomorrow the, the, night. The next question would have been, and where are the winners' medals now? Well, in the skip, somewhere, remember? Mm-hmm. Know that? You ever heard that story? Yeah. Was that before you came on here? Well, you know he's got a story for everything, because yeah. he's like truly one of the world's most ridiculous people. He binned Every medal that he's ever won Why? Because he didn't know that they were stored under 
uh, a spare bed you know like the beds that have got like the drawers in them uh, they were all in there and they, he put the bed in the, in the dump <laughs> and everything from his football career oh, was in it oh my goodness honestly uh, John listen you met a man in form I thought you did okay yeah. but it was not enough hard lines John uh, thanks guys no. cheers John cheers John. John that was John in Livingston I forgot about that friendly tomorrow night does that mean on Wednesday we can do the same sort of detailed analysis of that friendly as we did in the Lamanga one at the weekend supposed to be what is it minus 7 tomorrow night please tell me Andrew or Gabs are going to the game I'd like to think so I mean if they've any dedication to their craft whatsoever then you'd absolutely like to think so they better be there Andrew apparently is yeah oh that's how desperate we are for content in the winter break need updates what sort of crowd are you getting in a, a a friendly a cold one in minus seven Rangers are still pushing I know they will that's the thing I don't don't doubt it it's the admirable commitment to the cause the tickets are quite low cost I think (laughs) they would need to be couldn't pay Gordon DL to go to that this is a man who well now now, listen you say that oh no it's Wednesday Wednesday. he has has pitched up at a lot of strange fixtures this season very well dressed too surely not a friendly January or whatever we are now can't be having that but anyway uh, I suppose Kenny what we, we said it all with a bit of tongue in cheek there wasn't that much to discuss from a top flight perspective on Saturday Rangers happened to be playing a friendly everybody could see it so I don't think you can go overboard obviously on any sort of analysis but it's there and it's in front of you and you might as well you know see what you can take away anything was there anything to note the fact that I don't know is it just game time for Fabio Silva that sort of thing I think main? so I think they were trying to get him right up to speed as, as, as quickly as he can so it wouldn't surprise me if he's on the in that starting lineup again tomorrow night because he's, he's stated that's where as much as he can play different positions that's where he's going to look to use them in the absence obviously Ruth being injured and Daniel being injured and Dessler's being only forward so it's uh, you know I think for I think for Philippe Comont yeah it's, it is friendlies but there's been a lot of talk it's been the first time he's probably going to have yeah. real training time on that on the on the grass with his team like in terms of consistent days training and, and building towards something so I think these games have still got a big part to play it's like it's a mini pre-season but he'll be looking to gain Silva getting him up to speed probably have been working on a few things over the course of the the, the camp as well hoping to see that come to fruition and be in a better place come Saturday when you've got the Scottish Cup game just depends your mindset Roger on how you view these things I don't think there was anything really that having watched it that Rangers fans would phone in and say oh, I thought this was really good but whether that's because it was just a friendly and who cares or whether it was lacking in something that Philippe Clement wanted that, that would be up to him well, What sure. was really good for Rangers was there were no more injuries um, One, I think it was Colin the caller earlier on spoke about Ryan Jack coming back to fitness but you know Philippe Clement in his time hasn't seen a lot of Nicholas Rask and his countrymen hasn't seen a lot of Tom Lawrence hasn't seen a lot of Ryan Jack or John Souter players like that and I think the only ones who weren't there were Kamar Ruth and Danilo who are you know, a bit longer term so that will be the great takeaway for Philip Clement that he's got more players on the grass over there um, he's getting a squad closer to full fitness than he's had in his time at the club so far and as you say Kenny the one signing so far Fabio Silva has got a bit more time with his new teammates Um. Yeah, let's speak to Ross who's on the line Ross is in Lanzarote, how's it going? How's it going, it's okay boys? Not bad, you, what are you thinking tonight? Uh, just about striker situation at Rangers You want uh, another one? Ideally, it would be Shankland for me uh, I do think in the second half of the season I would be confident going into it Will Fabio cut it? Dessers? 
I do like, but for me, he's not clinical enough in the up front. So for the Rangers, uh, you know, he's had the pass, he's had Boyd, he's had Millers, puzzles, but for me, he's not an out and out goal scorer for Rangers. He's work, it, work rate, everything clinical, you know, he works backside, if you could say, but for me, he doesn't get enough goals for us. I think what you can do then, what a friendly can do is reinforce a view that's already there. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, if you're not, yeah. maybe don't learn anything new because it's a friendly, but if you're already worried about Cyril Dessers like like Ross and other Rangers fans are, then I think there was a chance or a couple of chances he, or moments he passed up at the weekend, that still goes down as proof that that he's going to struggle. He won't do, Gordon. I mean, that's the bottom line. The, the goal he scored in Seville against Betis was outstanding. But everyone sat up, not because it was outstanding, it was because they were so surprised. He's been really poor since he's been at the club. Um, Danilo looks better, Kemar Roof looks better, but neither of them are fit. Um, Sam Lamas has left the building, which many Rangers fans would think is a good thing. So Silva in and Lamas out is, you know, one in, one out. It doesn't really add to the attacking options. And with Danilo and Roof still out for a period of time, I agree with Ross. I think Rangers need another striker. Right. The, Lauren Shankland, I said it on January the 2nd, he will get mentioned every day in this January window. And it's just been ongoing. To move it on slightly, to just nudge it a bit. Today, there are reports he's been offered this bumper new Hearts deal. Hearts highest paid player in 10 years, I think I saw. One of the, again, just reports. I can't confirm that. Th- that That is Hearts obviously showing their hand, Kenny. So... Does Lauren Shankland want to accept that? Does another club want to come and do something about it now? It feels like it's at least moving somewhere. Yeah, well, that's Hearts trying to kind of protect their best asset, you know, and their best player. So, I mean, if you take his goals out of Hearts team, I mean, where would they be sitting? Even if even if the, even if his replacement got half his goals, you know, they're still not getting the same amount of points. So, I think the biggest thing is, and we've talked about this before, does Philippe Clement want to sign Lauren Shankland? Does Brendan Rodgers want to sign Lauren Shankland? Because see, at that point, it doesn't really matter what Hearts have offered him because he's going to go and get a bigger yeah. contract with Rangers or a bigger contract with Celtic. So uh, that that's the big... Or by the way, again, I've said it as well, or does somebody in England want to take a little nibble at him because this is a guy that's going to probably get close to 30 goals, if not 30 goals this season. So And, and that bats off the back of 28 last season. So I think he's... Uh, that's the, that's the question. Is there is there anybody, particularly our two big clubs, if they want to sign them, then the, then they're going to need to pay the money, they're going to need to pay the transfer fee because Hearts are in control of that. And then I think Lauren Shankly would look to move. But Lauren, I don't Lauren think Shankly he will. Listen, it's all about the optics. Lauren Shankly won't sign the contract extension with Hearts just now. Why would he? Absolutely no chance he will. And who but, signs the first but, offer anyway, but, Roger? But Hearts, <laughs> Hearts need to be seen to be pushing the boat out in a bid to keep Lauren Shanklin at the club. Lauren Shanklin, we said in the show last Monday night, Kenny, Lauren Shanklin is more important to Hearts than any other player in the league is important to their club. You know, you can see, pick a player, pick a player at Celtic, Kyogo, or pick a player at Angels, Tavernier. You know, if they come out of the team, it would be a setback, but they've got a lot of other good players who would, it would you know, help share the burden. Shanklin has scored 13 league goals for Hearts. Kenny Vargas and Owen Goals have scored three. Shanklin has carried Hearts on his shoulders so he, he's crucial to Hearts he's crucial to Hearts finishing third he knows his value he won't sign a contract extension just now and you're right if Philippe Clement or Brendan Rodgers want him they're just going to need mm. to go and pay the money Do we need to be a bit more patient Ross and I know we don't tend to do that but yeah. just to see what Fabio Silva can do or does it still need another one regardless? I think if they're going to make a push you know, we've got Hibs next week as well so that's a must win uh, 
we're going into every game. It's a must win, you know, Celtic are clinical, Celtic are used to this as well. We're winning away, they're used to week in, week out, winning dirty, you could say, and we're just winning, you know, as for the champions for. But I think for us to even put a push in, I, I can't see Hart sell, to be honest. You know, they lost suit offer, they could have got a good money for him. So I think that's why, like I see it happening. Well, uh, yeah, because obviously we've, we've spoken about it before, the European money that Hearts would get, you know, can you get third place without Lauren Shankland and so on. Is that is that why this transfer window is bringing out the the impatience in everybody, Kenny? Because there's a feeling there, maybe particularly Rangers, because they're just behind and they're the team that's kind of in transition and Philippe Clement's come in and Celtic are champions and it, it's all a bit more settled there. That what you do in this window really might determine whether you can contend for the title or not you know I, th- I think it can definitely enhance Rangers chances there's no doubt about it if you can get I, I said it a month ago six weeks if you could give Philippe Clement if you gave him two starting players in that team to improve his starting 11 I think he would rip your hand off for it uh, like you say Celtic are they're, they're far more settled Rangers need improvement you know the, the thing about Philippe Clement since he's came in his consistency his results has been has been phenomenal so you don't you're not competing against Celtic every week. You know you need to beat the rest, and it's something he's done very very well with a team that weren't able to do that before he came in. So he's got a, he's got a tune out of them. He's got them into a different mindset that no matter if they play because they've not played brilliant stuff all the time, but they've got the job done. You know. So if he can improve that starting lineup in January, there's no doubt it enhances the the, the, the chance that Rangers can be lifting a lead. Is that, that your feeling, Roger? Does it do, do Rangers need? To improve that starting eleven to be title well, contenders, he, he, or are they he, already that? He, or he, here's the thing: Rangers and Celtic are ahead of the rest. So if we have a comparison here, they're going to win the majority of the games. Maybe that the odd slip up either side. Rangers have to win their two games in hand. They're still two points behind. So they would, you would think, in all likelihood, need to beat Celtic at Ibrox. They might then need to get a result after the split against Celtic at Celtic Park. I don't think Rangers will take four or six points off Celtic with Cyril Dessers at centre-forward. I think signing another striker between now and the end of this month could be the difference between Rangers winning the league and Rangers not winning the league. Well put. Thank you very much to Ross, who's in Lanzarote. you just on holiday, Ross? You don't live there, do you? Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't work here. I live in East Kilbride, so it's a wee bit of a break before I go back to work. Yeah, bit different, isn't it? <laughs> you, you're yeah. at that point in the night, aren't you, where everybody else is getting ready and you thought, I'll just spend this time wisely by well, phoning Clyde on Super sitting, Scoreboard? I was sitting with my dad, Jamie, and he thought, let's listen, let's listen. And I went, I'll have a few Sam McWells. And I went, I will put it on. <laughs> Can I beat it? It's my back home again. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday, Ross. Good man. Thanks, boys. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye. You, know, you do know Gordon, there's a Super Scoreboard <laughs> contributor, a friend of ours, who's currently on holiday. In Tenerife Is this David Friel Heard on Saturday Super scoreboards quite often and, and each night He sent me a picture Of a San Miguel From his balcony Just annoys me up Whilst listening to this show I hope I would hope so Do you know who's in desperate need Of a San Miguel Or anything with any calories In it for that matter The man to your right <laughs> Have you heard about this No Ludicrous Now we're used to DL Every day in here He's on this he's BMI he's in this gym routine or that or he's in this diet and he fasts at like certain hours of the day this man here tell him I'm in the midst of a three day fast three days three, three day, day fast yeah, three day apparently it's good for you so I thought you know, I'm going to give that a go I'm going to so that's my, three hour fast I've got my water and my electrolytes right there but that's me that's why he's been, if you've not noticed how often every time he, he's just he's been drinking that water like there's no tomorrow because yeah. it's all he's allowed to drink yeah. for three days it's a funny colour my day down is that, is that what's in it it's the electrolyte shot. Ooh. 
Lovely. Not for me, Roger Hanna. No, the, the colour. I wasn't sure whether he was emptying the bottle or filling it. You and I <laughs> tend to discuss what we're having for dinner yes. as soon as this oh, show finishes yeah, on a Monday yeah. night. You can't do that. We could have the car on the way home. So, where are you, D? This is effect what we're now. That's me just past 24 hours for last night. You've two days to go. Yeah, two days to go. How are you yeah, feeling? Wednesday night. Feel fine. Don't feel up oh, there. It's got a wee no, bit. No, I'm a bit no. lightheaded. So, if I make any crazy Hugh Keevan's predictions tonight, then I'm just a wee bit lightheaded. I. We could make him sign for somebody before the end of this show, uh-huh. Roger Hannah. Well, a few teams could do it as well, by the way. I saw you at that testimonial last <laughs> week, but I see you're still limping a week on. 01419511025, and we'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller, who is still here. He's not passed out during the break. One day into his three-day fast. And I just got a message for the wife that says, just as well you never shame me that I never made it past midday today. Oh, that would be me. <laughs> Mrs Miller, I, I appreciate that lack of it. That would be yeah. me. I'd be lucky to make it to, yeah. to midday, I must yeah. admit. Anyway, uh, you can phone in. Probably best if we stick to football rather than Kenny Miller's diet. But whatever you want, 01419511025. Uh, any of my Motherwell-supporting folks out there want to phone about the potentially imminent arrival of Andrew Halliday on a... Permanent deal from Clyde One you, Super Scoreboard. You've always, always impressed me about your club, Gordon. Some of the innovative ideas they do. I don't mean the Taylor Swift video last week. I'm talking about some of the signing videos. They do really good, imaginative videos uh-huh. on their social media I like to it. announce big name new signings. I think they did it in the past. Where who was the one that played the piano? Well, I think it was Peter Hartley's new contract. That so it was? it was like a spoof of Alexis Sanchez yeah. at Man United, yeah. and he smashed up this little piano, and that it was went. Right. Crazy, didn't it? It was viewed all sorts of... So, I mean, can you imagine the scope they'll have to do a, a social media video and the signing of Andy Halliday? I just can't see any way that it doesn't feature Gordon Dale. I, I just... No. This is or, the guy... Or your good self. This is the guy who, remember, his cardboard cutout was there during the COVID season, yeah. right there in the... He lives just there. He's a local celebrity or ambassador, as he sometimes tells me, which is really weird. Um, I, I just can't see any way that it doesn't... He's maybe brokered the deal. Doesn't don't feature know. him. Honestly, but there we are, and it's not even tongue in cheek. It is, it's, it is serious. Andy Halliday, our own Andy Halliday, is in talks with Motherwell about a move to Fur Park. Does, there you go. D- does the deal include the bench cam? Does it go with him? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I know they could do the Gitman, one of the many uh, Turkish barbers that Motherwell has. You know, tame the tame mm-hmm. the bush a bit Scott before he's new. Yeah. Um, I probably should have used a different word there on <laughs> reflection, shouldn't I? <laughs> Yeah. Um, now that I think about it but it's live radio and once, once you've said it you've yeah, said it so yeah. listen this, he's a modern man I'm sure if that's what you're into that's what you're into let me give you this question The Full Time Teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Slat wall panels available in seven colours now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices Right, good question this I like it and it's the crazy pony who sent it in can you name Eight former old firm players who are currently playing for a European Cup slash Champions League winning club. Can you name eight former old firm players who currently play for a European Cup slash Champions League winning club? So not the current Celtic squad who play for one? No, because they would not be former players, would they? Malik Tillman? Yep, plays for? PSV Eindhoven. Correct. Kenny Millar mm, I'm toiling now I have a, get my head around this one mm. um, do, do, do Virgil van Dijk yeah, well, 
Yes, well done. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll get back to it. I think once you get on a roll with these things, I think you'll be absolutely fine. I can name eight former Old Firm players who are currently playing for a European Cup slash Champions League winning club. Um, We'll get to the rest of them. Tillman and Van Dyke. Annie's Land says, if they don't announce Halliday with a turkey flag emoji, pen emoji, uh, someone needs the sack. He says, I quite like that. See us? We're getting somewhere. Let's try and be serious about them for one one minute, right? Why? I know it's so it's boring, but we'll just do it for one minute. It is an interesting signing on a purely footballing basis, isn't it? Well, it, it makes sense for Motherwell. Um, if you look at the signing Adam Montgomery from Celtic today, the move for him because Brody Spencer, a player Kenny knows well, mm-hmm. has been recalled by Huddersfield. It's a like for like replacement. Motherwell, unfortunately, have lost Callum Slattery for the season, a bad injury in training last week. They need a midfielder, so they've moved for Andy Halliday. Andy, for me, and I'm not just saying this because he sometimes sits next to me on a Monday night, um, I think he's been unfortunate at Hearts this season. Um, he played very well in previous seasons for Hearts. I was there the other day, he scored twice in an Edinburgh Derby win against Hibs. Um, I think he played a crucial role in getting Hearts into Europe this season. And given some of the, the good run there over, over the festives and the cemented in third place, but given some of the tribulations that he had in the autumn, um, particularly in the midfield area, I'm very surprised he didn't see more action. He'll get that action at Motherwell now, I suspect, and I think he'll be a good signing. I think it'll be a brilliant signing. You know, I think he's, he's still got a lot to offer. And he's always been, he's also had great legs in terms of getting about the pitch. Uh, he's fast, you know, he can take the ball. I, th- I think he'll be a good influence on that Motherwell team as well. So yeah, I think it's a great signing. Maybe the experience as well of the league. Absolutely. A, a few different um, parts within it now. Um, and at some point soon. He's Le- a brilliant boy as well. Le- Lennon Miller will come back yep. in. And obviously he's got a lot. Apart from experience, and it, you know, I never know, it might all just Good come blend, together. Yeah, they could come together, you know, they could end up in there together. You know, like like playing in there is like that kind of two sixes like, that, that Stuart Kettlewell's been playing. Uh, yeah, but he'll be, listen, he'll be a really good player for them. Bring, like you say, bring the experience, bring a bit of balance, being a left footer in there as well. And uh, I think he's got real quality, Andy. I love playing alongside him. I'm a bit torn though, because I just used to like, like being like, against them. Yeah. You know that way? And mm. I'm just. I've been like, I don't know if like rooting for him. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And he scored against Motherwell, I think three times or yeah. something last season. Yep. Um, and that was the thing he played. You know, he played well last season. He contributed. He really did. And I'm, honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't seen more action at Hearts. The bench cam's seen more action than he has. And it'll be good to see him back in the pitch. If it happens, of course, not done yet. But I think heading in that direction. Big one. Um, Cup. Aloha, Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. They're maybe, they're maybe just going to wait till Friday just to get, build the excitement and put a couple more thousand in the gate. Or bring them out at half time, like, you know, like stars in your eyes sort of thing. Um, one of my first, well, I think my first experience of football heartbreak was a Motherwell Aloha Cup game at Fir Park. Don't oh, lost. Aloha and Cup games. <laughs> Not as bad as yours, to be fair. Um, but lost on penalties. It'll be like kind of mid, mid 90s, mid to late 90s. Um, I'm over it now, though. Um, the Adam Montgomery one again, Roger. He's, if you look at it through a Celtic lens, we know you know what are we third, fourth kind of loan for for Adam Montgomery. That's now probably not one where Celtic fans are looking and thinking, oh well, maybe he'll come back and be a you no, know member of the first no, team. I, it's probably about paving the way for what's next. Yeah, Is that fair? Things. I thought he did well when he was at St Johnson last season mm-hmm. on loan. He went down to Fleetwood when Scott Brown was in charge. Maybe not quite gone the way Celtic would have hoped it would. They've brought him back up the road. He's gone out to Motherwell. 
I would imagine he would see plenty of action second half of the season at Motherwell. And listen, he's a young Scottish player. You never like to give up on them. You would like to think he'd go to Motherwell, do really well, and then maybe go back and get the chance to, to challenge Greg Taylor next season. It, it's He's still a Celtic player. It's still up to Adam how it goes. Yeah, and I think it's not even about going going back to Celtic for me. It's it's putting yourself in the short window to show you're you're capable of playing first team football every single week. You know, he done done decent at St Johnston. I mean, I think when you talk about Celtic's left side of that defence, it's always an area that you think that they're that they should be strengthening, they could strengthen. So uh, it's an opportunity to go and show you can play football. You're a good player, and if it's not going to be at Celtic, it could be somewhere else. Is it? Also about finding out specifically whether Adam Montgomery is better at left-back or better further up the pitch. I mean, he's, he's yeah. done both. I, I remember when he first came into the squad, it was just after Neil Lennon left. Remember John Kennedy there on? Yeah. Towards the end of one season. And John Kennedy brought him in and he was involved a lot. And he was involved sometimes in, further up the park, if you know what I mean. But left-back, left-wing-back does seem to be, and you find that with players, Gordon, it does seem to be where he's now viewed and where his future's now viewed. Anyway, Celtic don't need another winger. One of the callers earlier on said they've got nine or ten. That's true. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we're talking transfers. Uh, any lower league fans want to get something off your chest from your performance at the weekend? I know the guys have enjoyed going out and about around the grounds. Remind me, you were at? I was at Starks Park to see Big Queens shock. Park win Callum Davidson's first game. Cameron Bruce debut winner for Sean Welsh, and it prevented Wraith from going top of the league. William is on the line. William, how are you? Evening, guys. How are we doing? Hi, good. William. All how good in you? here. What are you thinking tonight? I'm just thinking the, the last caller there, Jerry, he was talking about eight wingers and it reminded me of Brendan Rodgers. Uh, the last time he was here, he was talking about a million wingers, you know. Yeah, Marion Sved signing day. Sved, aye. Uh, and I thought to myself, well, why? I think we stood still. Yeah, I think Celtic are standing still uh, in the transfer market since Brendan Rodgers has come in, you know, so... And I think we're looking in places where we shouldn't be. We're looking at places where we're bringing in players that we shouldn't have. They bring in players. For me, we should be bringing in another goalkeeper and a striker, you know, and even somebody for uh, to challenge uh, Taylor at left back, you know. I know I you've uh, numbers then, numbers fine. Do you have enough good wingers? I mean, because Brendan Rodgers obviously wants qualities said. There's every chance that Nicholas Kuhn comes in and is better than some of them that are there. Is, is it, can it, can it be improved on, even though there's numbers there? Do you have enough good ones? I think we have got enough good ones. You know, I, I think uh, I think there's uh, there's enough there for me. You know, I mean the way Brendan Rodgers plays. I mean he's playing he's playing with wingers. You know, and and for me, what he needs up front is is a, a, a big striker like uh, Lyndon Dykes. And I would I would try and go, go and get Lyndon Dykes. You know, I think Dykes would make a difference for Celtic. A bit of physicality up front. You know, so. Uh, that that would be my, my preferred option uh, rather than Shanklin you know if you're looking for uh, a guy that's played here before uh, scored at the weekend Roger yeah, Hanna so, I noticed so, so I'm scoring weekend, yesterday right? a consolation for QPR yeah um, a good player he has been an excellent Scotland centre forward far far better than I think any of us expected him to be when he was first when he first declared for Scotland ahead of Australia he's doing well at QPR um, and listen, he's he's risen to every challenge in his career so far. I hadn't really considered him as a as a potential Celtic signing, but listen, you never know. I'm always interested in people's idea of profile, Kenny, because sometimes people say, um, "Right, we've got this type of striker, so get something completely different, 
get something the opposite, you know, because that gives you then a real physical presence and it's a plan B. But lots of managers now just want options to keep playing the same way. Do you know what I mean? Or, or fine-tune what you're doing. And if it's not working for that guy, well, then the other guy comes in, but the team can still play the same way and you get the same results. Are the days gone of having that chalk and cheese option? Well, you know, I think, see, when you talk plan B, if, like, coaches and managers want to put them again, Brendan Rodgers wants to play a certain brand of football and they'll train it and they'll work it. So see, trying to go again, because again, plan B more often than not means, why don't you just throw the big guy up front and let's just launch up there? You know, they don't work it. That's not how they play. Lyndon Dykes, for instance, he is completely different to Kyogo. Does he bring a, 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 a kind of signing that Jack Amak has provided them with that kind of maybe more physical option and somebody who obviously works hard and obviously came on his own and, and scored a lot of goals for Celtic as well? Would Lyndon be that? I think Lyndon would definitely, if that was a move, it was an opportunity for him, that's something he would be really interested in, even to come and compete with Kyogo, unlike the Shanklin one for me. Shanklin's going to be a number one striker. Okay. Mm. And what about the... I keep, so I keep hearing, I put it to William, but to you two then, that yes, the numbers clearly for Brendan Rodgers in, in the wide department, and we all, he'll never shake off that quote about Marion Schved. No. It's, it's going to follow him around forever. And the, clearly... The, the difference, I just wonder about timing-wise, is is the difference now because he's just back, you know, it's like his second window, is this very much his idea? I don't know, was he trying to make it clear that night that well, Marion Shved wasn't his idea? Through, if you want to go through the wingers were mentioned earlier, or Haxabanovich is gone, he's been written off, I know he's only alone to Stoke, but he won't be coming back to the first team. Marco Tilio doesn't look as if he's working. Rocco Vata is heading I mean, out. I don't, dis- I, don't, I don't disagree, but it's not so early on Marco Tilio. But it's, listen, he was signed six months ago. Well, not okay, not on the calendar then, but in terms of minutes, because he's also he has been injured as well. It's not like he's yeah. been constantly but available. I, as we always say, we've only seen him for six minutes against Livingston or whatever it is. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers has seen an awful lot of him, and he's an experienced manager who knows what a Celtic team needs, knows what a Celtic player needs to get over the line to win leagues and cups, and he's clearly looking at. Tilio, looking at Yang, Kwon, Lagerbielka, Navrotsky and Odin Tiago home. And it looks to me that he's not convinced they are, at the moment, ready to contribute on a regular basis to the Celtic first team. Therefore, he's looking in January for players who are. Thank you very much to William. That was 01419511025. Still time for you to get your calls in. We've got a teaser up and running as well. And just a reminder, if you want to hear your question used, if you think you could come up with a question that will puzzle the pundits, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. Big thanks as always to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Bride for helping us out with the question. Can you name eight former old firm players who are currently playing for a European Cup slash Champions League winning club, i.e. Malik Tillman, PSV Eindhoven, Virgil van Dijk, Liverpool, Fabio Cardoso. Yes, at Porto. Did you ever think you would scale those heights? No, no. Like not at, at, all. at all. So it's not just because you know here sometimes everyone remembers. He's remembered for Ryan Bowman. Yeah, whacking yeah. him in the nose and A all that of stuff. Times I, yeah. And people saying, you know, ah, you know, it's just too physical here and all that. But even taking all that stuff out, is he still 
progressed much much higher than you thought he would. Aye, listen, he went he went back to his his own country. He signed for a team. He's performed very well, and more often than not, if you go to these types of smaller clubs in the country, the bigger clubs come and take you. Against something we've talked about on the show about our our big two maybe not doing it enough. Uh, but no, I, I couldn't have seen him kind of get into that level. Uh, they're playing for Port or not. Anyway, I digress. Uh, one more guess from you, Roger. Hey, ben Doak. Ben Doak is at Liverpool. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. There we go. Who said there wasn't much to talk about? We're in the final part of tonight's show already. Quick as you like, which means Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller have got work to do on this full-time teaser. Can you name the eight former Old Firm players who are currently playing for a European Cup slash Champions League winning club? So, Fabio Cardozo's at Porto, Ben Doak at Liverpool, Malik Tillman at PSV Eindhoven, Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool, which means four to get. Joe Worrell at Forest. Great shout. Joe Worrell, Nottingham Forest. Well done. And what about Ahmed Diallo at Man United? Yes. One appearance this season, so he counts very much so. Two to get. Two to get. Okay. Um, what I will say to you is one of them is a, it's a fraction sneaky for me because oh. he hasn't played for this club this season. But he is their player. Mm-hmm. And you are more familiar with him having played somewhere else this season, but he, he, he's there and he he has played for them in the past, I suppose. So yeah. So he's out on loan from his parent club, who oh, are or maybe or maybe he's not still out on loan. Oh, Phillips at Celtic. Not Phillips. Oh, right. okay, he's back. Right, I'm with you. There we go. I suppose uh, to be fair, uh, uh, Crazy Pony doesn't need to listen to me because didn't specify play this season, so all counts. Um, yeah, why not? Let's hear a bit from Nick Montgomery. Uh, we're not hearing from many managers at the moment. Some of them still away on their warm weather training, but thanks to the wonders of modern technology, Nick Montgomery spoke uh, to the press via Zoom this morning. I was part of it. Uh, not jealous at all as I looked out the window, saw how <laughs> frosty it was and saw him uh, sunning himself in Dubai. Um, but this show has had quite a lot of mileage out of winter break trips to Dubai. So I think we just move on very quickly. Uh, and try and hear from Nick Montgomery. Uh, spoke about a number of things, including um, you know plans for January and so on. And Josh Doig, I think, is an interesting one. People have been waiting, uh, loosely linked with Rangers, if you like, um, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. Here's what Nick Montgomery had to say. The recruitment process is not easy. It's really hard, you know, because you have to try and find players that, for whatever reason, are not playing. The clubs are willing to let them go, and they're better than what we have. And, and it's been a busy. A busy week on that front. Look, I'm confident that we're working hard to try and find the, the right players. Yeah, we have got opportunities, hopefully, to bring one or two in. You know, maybe three or four. We, we don't know. And what we do know is that, you know, we are light in a couple of areas. If that happens, yeah, I'll probably pick the phone up to Ian and see if he can chuck another few another few quid in the budget. But I'm not sure it all comes in um, straight away or, again, what, what the details are. Um, but that's, again, fantastic for the club and, and Josh. Yeah, talking there about the sell-on fee so yeah. Hibs are in line for quite a bit Roger but they thought they were getting it by way of a transfer to Marseille but that now doesn't look like it's happening so it's taken a while to, to get there yeah it's a great bit of negotiation with Hibs I believe they get 27.5% of the fee for Josh Doig that was part of the deal that took him to Verona so it's part of the fee not of the yes the 
not the, the balance. The profit sort of yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, as far as we know. So it looks as if he's staying in Italy. It looks as if he's going to Sassuolo. But in this transfer window, he's been linked with Torino. Rangers for a spell. Marseille looks as if he's going to Sassuolo for just over 4.3 million, which would net Hibs. My arithmetic's not great. 1.2, something like that. Sounds good to me. Not to be sniffed at. Absolutely. Um, and sort of link that to the Rangers left back issue. I've just had a, a tweet, Annie's Land brought it to my attention um, from a Turkish journalist. Um, and you always check these things, you know, does it look legit, that sort of thing. This guy, 121,000 followers on Twitter. Good enough for me. Sounds like he, he knows his stuff. Base it on that. Um, I mean, Hugh Evans has got like 80 odd thousand, so read into that what you want. Um, but Galatasaray have signed an agreement with Ridvan Yilmaz. Galatasaray wants to finish with a loan option. Rangers want to give it with a transfer fee. You're having to, there's a Google Translate at play here in case you hadn't wondered. Uh, Galatasaray renews it so far. The transfer is about to happen. That is the, the rough translation. Well, the, the bottom line with these things is they can reach an agreement with Ridvan Yilmaz. They can go to the dancing with Red Van Yilmaz until they reach an agreement with Rangers that is satisfactory to Rangers. Then the transfer won't happen. Um, I believe they're looking for a loan to towards a permanent deal. I'm not sure where the attraction is there for Rangers. If they want to buy Red Van Yilmaz, come and buy Red Van Yilmaz. But until Rangers are agreeable to this, nothing will be happening. There's a lot being said about it though Kenny it just feels like if you throw enough links with clubs at it it feels like you'll leave during this window maybe I'm completely <clears> wrong on that but just feels like it's one after the other I think that again going back to the Cardoso one going back to his his homeland and and, and playing for a, a smaller team getting the big move well this is a chance for Van Youngmas to go to one of the bigger teams and he was in Besiktas before uh, obviously Fenerbahce big club Galatasaray huge so again it seems like it would be a good fit for him to go there but I know there's been reported interest from teams in Italy as well so like, like Roger says it'll be the best deal there for the Rangers but they, they also do have to factor in the player because the player might not want to go to Italy he might want to go back to Gal- back home and go to Galatasaray a massive club in his own country so it does seem like something will be happening and, mm. and something will move before the before the end of January on Yilmaz Take your point you know if, if it doesn't suit Rangers can't see why they would do it but Rangers must be open to this to a point Roger well, do you see what I mean like you, you would knock you, yeah. you would knock all this in the head I, if you were so sure you wanted to, to stay Hearts will be open to a point if someone reaches the, the sum of money that they are willing to sell Lauren Shankland at Celtic will be open to a point if somebody reaches the sum of money that they'd be willing to sell say Matt O'Reilly at everybody has their level um, Rangers will have a figure there. I feel like Celtic's willingness to let Matt O'Reilly go would be different. No, but listen, that's maybe a bad. That's maybe a bad example. Pick another. Pick whoever you like in there, Marco Tilly oh, or something. But Rangers will have a figure in their heads that they think Ridvan Yilmaz is worth. And if Galatasaray reach that, Ridvan Yilmaz will be heading back to Turkey. But until such times as Rangers are content with the deal, and probably Rangers, until such times Rangers have a a replacement lined up because they only have two left-backs in the building. Bonabaricic was injured prior to the winter break. I think they'll want somebody in the door. You'd like to think that is what any club would be doing now. Surely Rangers would be lining up a left-back right now so that if they need to press the button on it, they can. And if it is for even for the summer, that that is that, that must be the level these clubs look to work at, is it not? It should be. It should be. They should have a, like a succession plan in place again, particularly in that area of the pitch when Borna Barisic has been in the last year's contract and there's not been any chatter of him signing a, another one and there's been the, 
the constant speculation about Rud Van Young was I think it was only six months in the door and he was getting linked with maybe going back to Turkey whether it be on loan or or, or a permanent transfer he just no seemed to settle he's no held down that, that left back spot on the team so definitely in left back I think there'll, there'll be options there for now uh, if they get through January and Bonabaracic and Rud Van Young as are still in the building then that'll always be pushed back until the summer Well it wasn't today Today wasn't the bumper day of transfer madness we were hoping for. Roger Hanna, tomorrow is a new day. Will Gordon DL and whoever he's with tomorrow, once I well, ask well, someone to join him, uh, be... Yes, of course, yeah. Will they be inundated with transfer news? Nicholas Kuhn, surely tomorrow's the day if it's not tonight. Oh, I would have thought so. Um, DL, you better check his availability in case he stood outside the front door of Fur Park with a scarf. Waiting to welcome the new signing. That's a good point. Just imagine it. Halliday and DL just you have them up for a week cup of tea have before training. Test out the recliner. No, no one's allowed in the recliner. No, that's the one. It's like um you ever seen Step Brothers? Mm-hmm. No, you're not allowed to touch the drum set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the recliner's like. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. don't touch the recliner. For is different it, is reasons. That, is that in case your hand sticks to yeah, it? It's for different reasons. But um it's a bit like that. It's 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 a real yeah, it's a really important part of his makeup. Right, we'll leave it there before we get him in trouble. What about the teaser then? We're looking for two more former old firm players. One more. One more former old firm player who is currently playing for a European Cup slash Champions League winning team. You've got Fabio Cardozo at Porto, Ahmad Diallo at Man United, Ben Doak at Liverpool, Nat Phillips at Liverpool, Malik Tillman at PSV, Van Dijk, Liverpool, Joe Worrell. Nottingham Forest Milo has got the right answer he's actually got the team wrong that this guy's at but he's he's got the right count, answer yeah. doesn't count I'm passing to the Oracle he can uh, he can finish off I'm struggling you oh know you're no say. Roger don't oh, give it you're waiting for the music to come no. on and then <laughs> the music's on in. the music's on is it? Well, come on now if only I was well maybe we do need a clue then Italy yeah there we go so you're looking at UV yep play Currently at Juventus. You've just forgotten or not noticed that he's at UV. Um, he scored a screamer maybe a week or two ago. And the clue that always secures it for so this guy. No. <laughs> no. Famous footballing father. <gasps> at UV? His dad was like World Player of the Year, mid 90s. Oh, Timo Weah. Timo Weah is at UV. There we go. Not see his yeah. goal, was it about two weeks ago, 10 days ago? Oh, wonderful it was. Anyway, thank you, Kenny. And to Roger as well. We are back tomorrow night from six. So make sure you join us. Hopefully, some more transfer news to get our teeth stuck into. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. 